Hey guys, welcome to the Barely Joking Podcast with uh, Part Shori and Aaron Figueroa, That's a right. porn addict. <laughs> Yo, listen, if you need any advice or like any scenes that you're looking for, if you're looking for like a type of mood, it's just like I want a sexy mood today. It's just like I, I'm, I'm feeling very melancholy. I got like a porn scene for you. Guys, this man makes this man makes a uh, Pornhub playlist like you probably make Spotify playlists, right? <laughs> it's like one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I always match the mood, one hundred percent. Guys, before we get started on this episode today, I would like to let everyone know that we are we are on Twitter at barely joking b a b e a r l y barely joking, and also Instagram. Come and follow us, and uh, yeah, that's that's what I got. <laughs> I'm just plugging that at the beginning. Yeah. So, Parth, what's going on, man? What's going on? You. This quarantine's killing me, man. This quarantine it? just... It's getting to... Like, at first, it wasn't getting to me because I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. It's like it's like a long-ass vacation. You can do... I can do whatever I want and stuff. But then it's like, when you're on vacation, you can at least go outside, right? Mm-hmm. And do shit. And now I'm... Uh, I, I don't know. It's frustrating. I'm my material is getting worse and worse in terms of offensiveness because I'm just like, <laughs> I have nothing going on. Let me find the most fucked up stories and write jokes about them. You're just like, I haven't speak, I haven't spoken uh, to anybody face-to-face in so long that now I'm just like, fuck your grandmother, right? <laughs> so you forget what's offensive. <laughs> just like, like the scales have tipped now. We're just like, we, like I, I was watching Chris D'Elia, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, on his, uh, because he has a new special on Netflix. And I thought it was pretty funny, but I was just like, man, this is such old material. We could tell because he is not talking about the coronavirus at all. Why? <laughs> pre-corona. Like, Yo, pre-corona. <laughs> There's, you know how you have like uh, BC, like before Christ and then AD? We're going to have something called PC. Which is which so is... funny because we're already in PC culture, right? Is it going right, to be yeah. pre-PC and, and post-PC? What's going on? Yeah, it's like, hey, that's not PC. Uh, you mean post-corona? No, no, no. It's not politically correct. Uh, fuck that shit. That was that was pre-corona. Dude. Yeah, life life is different, man. Like, uh, hey, oh, and you know what? Also, another thing, too, is I've been so busy during this quarantine. And, like, there's other people in comedy that that we both know that, um, that haven't been doing that much. And they're just, like, getting depressed over just not doing, like, live comedy. I'm like, yo, you can still write, though. Like you can still write material, you can still get like a portfolio together. Like you can work out. Like this is like almost one of the best times to record yourself doing a set and then hear yourself back and then like work on that material. But well, my question to you is, you're not beginning to. I don't know. I'm I'm on their side now. At first, I would have ag- agreed with you, but now I'm at a point too where I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm also feeling what they're feeling now. Where it's like, it's not depressed. I'm definitely not feeling depressed, but I'm feeling like. I don't think I want to work on my material anymore. I don't want to look at it. I want things to open back up and I want to test out this material I already have, you know? Um, I mean, that's fair, I guess. I think I'm getting antsy about testing the material. Like, I've written this material and, and I'm excited about it, but I can't put it out, so I don't know how fucking good it is. So it's well, like you don't want to move on to another joke. Well, when we spoke last time, you were talking about creating new material for the quarantine, especially, right? Like, just dealing with life during the quarantine post quarantine so like when you get on stage well i was gonna make an entire bit on that right so i was gonna have an entire so first it was gonna be two levels right the first level is gonna be a bit only about life before quarantine and after quarantine which is basically what i just what we just discussed right now right like pc is gonna start meeting 
post-corona, not politically correct and stuff like that. Uh, but also, I tried to sit down because after, after we had our last podcast with David, right after it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to write some like coronavirus jokes. And a lot of them ended up being monologue jokes or jokes that are just not funny in a way that it's too real right now still, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You or know, like one-liners. I don't know. There's there is something that's... I don't know if you noticed this, but there was something interesting that actually happened during the... Uh, this quarantine process where there was like little to no news and then out of nowhere there's just like news everywhere now yeah like there's just like there's like like a shit ton of people like of course uh like famous people dying or whatever but like you know kim jong-un is like either dead already or like on his way out and uh elizabeth warren's whatever brother uh died of the coronavirus and uh wait what really yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, and i'm just like that. yo like See, of those... course was that no i mean that that's a that's like if you weren't able to get anything in your life to give you material the news is definitely giving you some right now like kim jong-un and also this the elizabeth warren thing yes and then okay so that and this is what i'm trying to say like like we can't just look at nbc and and uh msnbc for like our our comedy news all the time because like all of it is just like about how Donald Trump is telling people to drink bleach, which is also another funny thing that just happened. You exactly. Feel me? Like exactly. it's just, there's just so much ridiculous things happening, like almost at the same time, like Lysol had to, um, you know, give out a statement to the public saying, Hey guys, do not drink this. This is not safe for consumption. And in New York, some people, and I don't know, I, they must have been from Long, Long yeah, Island or some people, shit. 30 like, people, yeah. They drinking bleach? What is this? What is this? So I'm like, there's material. And then, all right, and then this is, this is a, like, a, like a little hack that I found also. So if anybody is a comedian, they're trying to look for new material. Like you can literally just go on Twitter and, and go under what's trending and you'll find some new stuff, such as like the Lando Lakes, per, um, whatever that that Indian uh, or, you know, uh, not Indian, but like Native American woman who was like the face of Lando Lakes, they mm-hmm. are removing her and they're trying to, I think they're either just removing her completely or just trying to replace the, um, the face of Lando Lakes. But right now what I'm looking at is just a picture of like a river, you know, like the same river that the, the, the regular Lando Lakes um, picture, but just without the Native American. And like this is, I guess, this is just what it is going to be. I, I'm not. This is what sure. life is going to be. This is what life is going to be. PC post Corona, bro. It's going to be Yo, next level dying. political correctness. But let me ask you this, right? So, yeah. all this great stuff, material-wise, is happening. Like the president telling us to drink bleach. Uh, there's going to be a female dictator, Kim Jong Un's sister, who's going to be taken over if he's really dead. All this stuff happening, and if you write material for it right now which you should definitely, but in six to nine months when you try to perform it in January 2021, <laughs> what are you going to do? Hey, guys, you remember last year when the president was... Cause you get what I'm saying? I think that's the frustration that's happening. Like, Even when there's good, interesting things happening, comedy-wise, that you can build a lot of material on, you can't go out and perform it. You know, For me to sit yeah. and write a joke 
that I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking hilarious. The president told somebody to drink bleach so much stand, like, you know, so many jokes I can write for stand up. And then I can't perform it for six months. It's like, fuck this, you know? Right. I mean, it's, it's good be, for practice. It's, gonna be, oh, it's good yeah. for practice. Yeah. But, okay. So this is, this is another thing that I have to say about that in, in, in particular is that um, when you're trying to do a career, like in comedy, like you're always on, like you're always trying to market yourself. Right. And like, right. like I've been a shitty marketer uh, for like the longest time and I'm actually trying now, but this is the time for you to build an audience, right? Like you can use this time right now to try and figure out a new skill to, to help your career get to like the next level. So right now we're doing a podcast, right? And mm -hmm. I, during the, during the time that we've been doing this podcast, we've been sort of inconsistent as to how many tweets we're going to be putting out and how many promotions we're going to put out. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you know that in, in the time that we've been in this quarantine, we've been putting out more posts. We've had our first guest, David Corral, on. And and that has, I mean, I'm not going to say like exploded, uh, you know, like the podcast name, but like it has gotten a farther reach. And um, and we've been able to put out like, like just more content, which is going to effectively help us down the road if we just continue on this path. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's so true. like for any for anybody just, that is using was that I'm just saying it's just that stand up wise there's no other thing except the stage. I mean I agree with you. I mean we discussed this last last time too. Twitter, TikTok, all these outlets are still available that you can you can use. It's just you know I'm I'm just so fucking stand up hungry. I don't know why. I have a boner for stand up. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. But like you got to you the thing is that like you also have to do like work on the side to build your own brand for people who have never heard your name before. Right. And like, that's the, that's the hardest part. And like, that's what, that's like the gift of quarantine gives us. It gives us the time because like everyone's on their phone now. And like, if you're not yeah. putting out content right now and you're playing like video games at like whatever, you know, 11 to like 4 AM or something like that. And like, mm -hmm. you're telling people that like, you want to do, like you want to do comedy like I get it. Like you know, you might not be inspired, but like if you if you look at it as a job, and then you're just like, I got to do this, and like I have to take the time out to actually make sure that I'm building a fan base. Then I'm not saying that you're gonna be famous, but like you're you're more likely to get further in what you want than by not doing it at all. Yep. Right. And so, you'll be ready once this quarantine is over. That's another thing. You'll be sure. ready to go. Like you build yourself yeah. a habit. Right. Yep. So that's what I'm saying is like, I, like, I understand that like everyone has their own, uh, I don't know, like their own stuff going on, especially like not working or just like, just feelings like stress all the time. But like, this is your time to experiment and just to try to build something that is going to, because like, all right, so let, let's just talk about the stage for two seconds. I know that out of everything, there are Zoom stand-up um you know comedy uh which we call it like outlets now like events you're not going to get what you want out of those as much as just being on stage because you have to work on your performance but like it's like being a stand up comedian doesn't feel like it's all just being good on stage it's also like building that audience like do you feel like that or no repeat the question what 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 okay so I understand that, like, just to be a stand-up comic, like, it's almost it it it, it may feel like ninety percent of it is just being on stage and practicing your material. Mm -hmm. 
But I mean, like, I I have to say that I think it's more like 50-50. It's like 50% of your time should be like practicing for material. And then the other 50 is trying to build your fan base. No, I mean, I would go even further. I would say it's, it's, uh, here's the way I would break it down. I would say it's not 50-50 even. It's like 90-10. 90% is behind the scenes, writing your material, right? Making it, following the rules of comedy, three beats, three, three levels of heightening, uh, it makes sense. The flow makes sense. It's written properly. And then 10% is testing it out. Uh, mm, but I feel yeah. like that 10%, but the thing is, if you put those, and here's where the frustration part comes in. And the point I'm trying to make is that 10%, if you put it on a scale, weighs as much as that 90%, if that makes sense, <laughs> right? Just because you can write the most eloquent piece of stand-up material, but you do it on stage and you find out that two lines are ruining the joke completely yes. but in your head you thought they were funny that's how much that 10 percent weighs so that's that's the point because think about it like before this quarantine i was doing two or three places in jersey and i would try to go one weekend in new york just to perform in a couple of places in new york i would mostly get only one maybe two places uh just because of the commute and everything but doing all of that the total time I was on stage in the entire week was about 30 to 40 minutes at the most, right? But the amount of time I'm spending on my material is like five to six hours in a week, right? So 30 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes in a week, I'm on stage and I'm spending about four to six hours on it writing, right? So, but that that 30 minutes is so important because I don't know if my four hours that I spent writing were, were correct or not. What's it, what what's their value i don't know you know i just i just had a funny thought it was just like like you're just trying to make one dick joke work and you're just like man like how can i really describe this dick right now like uh, it's just like the crowd is just not getting it right uh no but i totally get what you're saying man like and like all right so and like we have different disciplines too like yes i have dabbled in stand-up i have done stand-up right and it's something that i look forward to doing again um (laughs) I, I look forward to bombing soon. That's pretty much what I have to say. I, I'm so looking forward to that. But like, I'm also writing sketches on the back end too, right? And there's mm-hmm. a lot of sketch ideas that I have that I've been trying to work on. And even in this quarantine, like I've worked on a couple of pieces. We've already done this NBC bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. And then like now, since since imagine if somebody from nbc just listens to what you just said nbc bullshit erin figueroa we were gonna take you (laughs) but you just fucked up bro you know like they tell you like if you don't want something that's when you get it you know (laughs) hey nbc i don't want this i don't even care if you take me or not like dude like yo like even when i was trying to get my job in in texas like like yeah, I got I got flown down for an interview, and I was just like, "Yo, like I'm here," um, and I was just like in my mind, I was just like, "I'm not gonna get this damn job." And then like, so I was just like making jokes. I was connecting with the people. I was just like, "Yo, it's good to be in Dallas for two minutes," and then like leave. Um, and then they were just like, "No, we want you." And I was just like, "Cause like you end the, you end the interview you end the interview on fuck Texas." They're like, "Oh my god, you're hired!" <laughs> just like you're, you're hired. fucking hired. Sure, you're hired. Yeah, I've never met somebody with balls like you. So, and you know what? Like, uh, so I, so I, I know that we we talked about this a little bit like last time, but I was able to shoot a sketch that I wrote before that I 
kind of like switched up and changed a little bit in order to like um uh to match like the 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 actors voices a little bit better right it's the gossip sketch right mm-hmm. and um we shot that like what like uh last week and i'm still going over that footage even this morning i was on the phone with david Crow this morning uh for like two hours just being like okay so this this uh this portion worked this portion did not work we need to cut this in here we need and now you know i gotta tell you man like I'm like, yo, I hate this. I hate this. It's so tedious. It's so bad. But like, that's it's... A, I, I feel like you personally, like we're writing partners. I feel like you do that too much. Like, honestly, just put it fucking out. Put it out. I don't think it has to be in every actor's perfect voice. I think it has to be in your voice. And the actor should perform it the way you're thinking in your head as the writer. Uh, you should give them a bit of direction. I, if they can only get as close as they can as actors that's fine and just put it out because like how how many pages is the sketch no it's like four pages and that's not the problem right so it was so it was how more many like now it's like the editing of it now like that's what it comes down to it's just like how do we but, edit this and like, it's a different piece it's like a different art you feel me like in one edit like david crowd gave back to me an edit that was like maybe like six minutes 30 seconds and then like the very next edit was like five minutes right and um, and I was just like, okay, cool. So we want it to be five minutes, but we also want to keep the the energy up throughout the entire piece. So we need to cut out pauses. And it's just like, well, that performance on this clip wasn't as strong as another performance on another clip, right? And it's just, and it's an art just to just to edit. And right now, where we are, where we like, we don't have a budget to pay anybody to do anything for us. Uh, mm-hmm. We just have to do it ourselves. But like what I don't like about just trying to build an audience is the fact that like I am trying to build an audience through sketch, through stand up, through like social media. And now I have to be like well-rounded in all of these mediums in order to feel like I'm getting somewhere. You feel me? Like, I don't have right. someone to just lean on and be like, oh, you're really good at editing. Why don't you just edit this piece for me? And then, like, I trust your opinion. And then they'll give it back to me. I'm like, oh, that was great. Let me just post this now. Right. But my thing is, why don't you take the approach that, you know, we took, for example, with this podcast, which is all right, the first episode, second, third, fourth episode aren't going to be that great. Just put it out. I mean, edit the best you can and just put it out. Because right now, I think getting in front of an audience at a certain point becomes more important than making it perfect. No, you know, do you get you're, what I'm saying? You're totally, you're totally right. And um, I think that I think that you are you are talking about just putting material out there which i agree with this was for the this is the oh i, I, I we oh, shot right, this sketch for the, the battle of the sketches right, for the competition right, yeah, I forgot about but that. the thing that kills me is that i know that there's better like we've we did maybe three or four takes of the same sketch right in different mm-hmm. views and i'm and i'm telling david i'm just like we could put this out here just just to have something out but i know that we have better clips here like i know that this isn't the best representation of what we actually produced and in my conversation with him this morning was trying to get the best representation not the most perfect but like at least in the better clips to say like this is what we wanted our 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 sketch to to be like it might Mm -hmm. not be perfect but 
it's it's way better than just putting just anything together and then just throwing it out for people to like talk talk about you know what i'm saying right right yeah no i get it yeah so sketch i mean for me i reached a point where sketches are like after the nbc packet i realized i don't do sketches unless i'm under pressure <laughs> like honestly honestly i, I can't just sit talk, and write sketches i thought you were yeah, about to I talk mean, smack about about sketches i would be like what excuse me nah, i mean sorry what did you say no, I I love sketches. I love watching good sketches. But for me, it's at a point where like I can't produce. Ske- I'll write sketch ideas down, but I won't fucking write them. I'll write like two, three beats. Definitely. I'll do what I'll do for my stand up. I'll follow the same thing. I'll write my sketches to the extent that I'll write my stand up ideas. But I'll never flesh it out into like a five page sketch because I'm like, it's not going up anywhere. And if it is, I'll probably at least have a 24 hour notice. No one's going to be like, hey, give me your sketch right now word um, word that's so, that's why we balance each other any, out man do you have any um uh, stand-up materials to go to because i have a couple of things no stand-up why don't you why don't you get us started why don't you get us warmed up right now so yeah i have one two three four five new bits that i'm thinking of okay so uh so last time when we were on uh podcast with david corral and everything um we were talking about uh tiktok and how there's been like a lot of i don't want to say offensive but like risque humor humor on Ooh, uh, tiktok risque humor that's a good you know what actually we should write that down because we we should we could talk we could talk about this podcast sorry we could talk about risky humor uh in this mm-hmm. podcast for like an I, I could talk about that shit for hours for sure right but right, uh, on on TikTok, I've been seeing a lot of uh, of that kind of material, and it's hilarious. It's so fucking funny. Everyone in the comment is on board. There's obviously a few people offended, and a few people. So let me give you an example. Uh, there's this Asian dude who's fighting back against the racism that Asian people have been facing because of this coronavirus. So he's been posting TikToks about how uh, racism is only a big deal when it happens to black people right <laughs> this is not me this is not me to anyone listening this is this man's material right on tiktok i'm not going to give the name just because i don't want to fucking cause any problems for this dude and it's not like we have a lot of fucking followers on this podcast anyway so one of the jokes he does is about how uh 80 percent of the homicides are done by black people but they're only 10 percent of the population right so he keeps bringing this up again and again and it's hilarious in the comments when the when like black people are offended but the other half of the black people are like oh my god this is so funny this man is killing it out here you know uh Mm -hmm. so one of the things i came up with uh bitwise was i'm like okay i can't really talk about race but i can talk about sexist humor so i came up with uh, a bit about how uh men are such losers complaining and shit like 70 percent of homicide victims are men who cares who cares 25, 70% of the homicide victims are men? Why are you complaining about that? You're killing it out there. Those are high numbers, okay? <laughs> that is hard to do. <laughs> like, yeah. Men are okay. stupid. Men are stupid. And so, and then uh, it goes into uh, how 25% of women are domestic victims. And those are really low numbers. They can do better. And then... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, my God, dude. Uh 
All right. It's so- like this is <laughs> right. So I mean, th- again, this is an offensive joke, but it's like to me, it's just so funny because it's like it's such an interesting way to put things. Where it's like we talk about we talk about uh, sexism in such a weird way where we don't realize, hey, you know, seventy percent of homicide victims are uh, men. So which is worse, dying or getting punched by your spouse? That's the question we need to answer. Yo, uh, all right. So yes, I one hundred percent believe that. Like, like to get away with the, those kind of jokes. Like, all right, this is the thing. Like, I have a dark sense of humor. I think it's funny. To get away with those jokes takes some finessing for sure. That yeah, should, yeah, no, no, it, no, it's so funny though. It, it is a funny idea though. Just to think that, like, like, hey, listen, like men, we can do better. We need to get to a hundred percent of men. Percent of like we really <laughs> need it to happen. Like we this need is the only way. It's like, come on, like. Um, like, I also think that there's something funny about, like, there's, like, certain, certain, all right, so on my Twitter, um, I follow a lot of, uh, comics that are women also, and they always, Mm. like, their content about, like, hating men are just, like, so blatant, and, like, but, like, I only respect great jokes, you know? So, like, if you're just saying that, like, men are trash, and, like, that's, that's, like, your, that's, like, your tweet, I'm just, like, there's no creativity there, but, when you start putting in like some like you know posting numbers of just like oh this is what a man you know like texted me today and it has like something to do about like being in a relationship with someone else and then like still trying to like fuck you at the same time like like the commentary that i see are like is 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 very funny yeah 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 no obviously you know so like i think that there is like an avenue where like you can you can even like catch that um like that community and just be like, yo, like I love these jokes because like everyone loves shitting on men. Everyone. Imagine if you're just like, we just need a hundred percent of males to rape a hundred percent of other males so that we can <laughs> all understand each other, you know? Right. Um, uh, so, I mean, but that's the bit, that's the bit. It's about the statistics and how there's, there's casualties on both sides of that sexism fence, but we oh, yeah, only talk sure. about one, which is like, which is, I again, I agree with you. Men are trash. I think if you say men are trash, but if you say men are trash in a more complicated, funny way, I respect you for that. Even though it's the same opinion, but at least I know it's your opinion and you <laughs> got there You got there with a certain amount of work that I respect as a comedian. Because I feel yeah. like I'm a comedian more than anything else, right? Like I respect a funny joke. It doesn't matter who it's from and what it's about. Yes. Uh, yes. And then like there is also like self-deprecating humor, even when it comes to like bashing men. And I also think that that's funny where it's just like uh, some, I don't know, this is not like a tweet that I've seen, but it will be something like, like this where it's just like, like he cheated on me. He spit in my face. He lost my kids at the bus stop, but he still gives me good dick. So I'm happy. (laughs) Right. And it's just like, it's funny because it's just like, like you could say that about like women, but I feel like, like it is riskier to talk about women as a man you feel me like i do feel like apprehensive of of doing those kind of tweets or those kind of jokes because i don't know how like the females are going to be responding to material like that you feel me no i feel like if you bring out everyone likes to hear about their hypocrisy which makes them go oh shit i fucking do that you know but if you make it funny then they're like oh my god that's funny i do do that you know i think that's the difference i think if you're calling if you 
if you go on stage and you make it seem like an attack on women, you're gonna fucking get destroyed 100. percent And that's yeah. not even it's not just women. I'm not saying women are some special class, equal rights, bro. Uh, but <laughs> I think if you do it about any group of people, and it seems like an attack more than a poke, at a stereotype. It, I think that's I think that's the difference. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, also, like I feel like the the new risque thing to to make fun of is Karen using the word Karen. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. this one uh, post somewhere that was like like the K word is equal to the N word or like sorry <laughs> not the N word like the K word is I equal to hate right yeah and yeah. I'm just like get out of here bro like that's so funny to me but like it's just what makes it even better is that we can make a tweet right now about Karen. And then somebody's gonna get offended. Like, like their name is not. They most of these women's names are not even Karen. And like, we right. could call her Susan. We've called them Becky. We've called them whatever. And like, Karen is the is, is like the breaking point for them. Like, this is so crazy. But you know what it tells me also, Parthman? Like, it tells me that like, in order for you to get so offended by a joke, means that you don't have the wit to come back at all. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a, I, that is actually real. I think that's another thing we need to talk about, which is majority of the people who get offended are the ones who don't have a good comeback or a good argument to what's happening, you know? For real. And like they don't have like the capacity to just understand that it's a joke and like they could just internalize it for a moment where they're just like they make fun of themselves for a moment because mm -hmm. like like it's crazy. Like it's and you know it's it doesn't take that much to get people upset these days which is still why i think that i think that comedy in the future is going to be way different than what it is even now and before like like can you think about we and we have talked about about this on the podcast of um what was it uh thunder what was that movie again with uh, ben stiller and Don, uh, robert downey jr Tropic Thunder. Uh, Tropic Thunder. Like that movie probably would never be made again. But it's still hilarious though. Right, right. You know, and there was one joke that we put out on the um on the Barely Joking podcast, right? And it had to do with uh Kim Jong-un. This is what it was. Pray for Dennis Rodman today. His blow-up doll is either a vegetable or dead. <laughs> okay. So I actually I actually struggled to figure out if like that was going too far or not too far. Right. And like, by the way, this is <laughs> the first, the first uh, version of this was not his blow up doll, but his cum rag, by the way, I just want to let you know Jesus that Christ. it was his okay. cum rag. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, I feel like, I yeah. feel like that it's not that it's offensive. It just doesn't fit with the joke. You know, a blow up doll makes so much more sense than, than, come rag <laughs> uh. and i'm like you know i think all right so like and we've had this conversation before of just like that is obviously a joke on king uh kim jong-un i don't know who's going to be offended by it except for maybe dennis rodman right um but also like like i feel like people really really love offensive jokes and the thing is is that like it's no. one of those moments Wait, 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 hold on for a second. Hold on. It's like, I feel like people really love offensive jokes, but it will also, it's like a double-edged sword because it will also potentially end your career, right? Like, do you, all right, for instance, for instance, you saw that, that video on TikTok with Stephanie Freeman, right? And that other no. dude? No. 
dude, you got to see this. I got to send it to you right after this. All right. So, um, so it was this, this, uh, these high school seniors, Stephanie Freeman and this, and I guess her boyfriend at the time or whatever, they were making fun of black people and they like walked into a sink and they had like a cup filled with water and like, they were just pouring water into the sink and like, like the most racist thing on the fucking planet, which is so fucking funny to me, which is why, again, I feel like I'm more comedian than anything else. Right. So mm-hmm. they, t- so they just like, you know, um, what it was just like, uh, like, uh, no good judgments. And then, like, they poured out water in there. And then there was one about like, like jail time. And like, that's when they put the moose water on there. Like they had like about four, it was like, like a good, like, if this was a sketch, it had like four beats. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And like, and it was getting heightened more and more, which was great. You know, um, they had one that was like <laughs> good decisions, and like that cup was empty. I was just like, yo, dude. I, as I was watching this, I was just like, oh my god, yo, they're about well, to let get me destroyed ask you this. right you, now. Right? Yeah. Were you laughing at how stupid they're being and how badly they're gonna get destroyed, or the actual joke? Because for me, it's like the main thing is. If you do something like that, tone it down and make some good points, I'll just be like, that's funny because it has good points. I'm that kind of comedian where I'll be like, it's offensive, but they're making some points, you know? They're making some points. Where in this one, the way you're describing it, and I'm, and I'm familiar with the meme of pouring water and the words in the water or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's like they were clearly doing it for attention. They probably right. blew up and they wanted that publicity because that's not even, that's not funny that's more offensive than funny that's what i'll say yes exactly i I can i can i can be uh discriminate in terms of that stuff as a comedian like as much as i'm a comedian i know when somebody's just trying to go on stage and be offensive so that everyone's like oh look at the reaction i got you know you know what i'll say about it is that like i felt like it was more of a spectacle than it was anything else and just seeing how perfectly you can destroy your life in 45 seconds was <laughs> fucking like tipper for me, you know, like amazing. I'm looking at this and I'm just like the entire time. I'm just like, you've already destroyed your life. Why don't we go blackface on this same TikTok? You know, <laughs> like, why don't you just amp it up all the way at this point? Because if you're going to start there, we need to get it way more heightened, you know, like you already right. destroyed your life. So, but all right. So let's just. Let's just stay on the on, on the idea of risque jokes, right? Because I was just gonna go on to my next bit. Oh, okay. You know what? Why don't we do that? Go to your next bit. Uh so actors that always play a villain in movies, they ruin the movie because the minute you see them on the screen, you're like, all right, this dude is clearly the fucking villain. <laughs> right? Yeah, like this, like the minute you see them in the beginning of the movie, like so. I was watching this movie called Angel Has Fallen with Gerard Butler, and uh, there's this actor named Danny Houston, right? And I've seen this motherfucker on in so many movies on TV where he's the villain, right? Like this guy was on a really old show called Magic City or something like a few years back where he was like the most diabolical fucking villain. He was in the X-Men as a villain. Like this dude has always been a villain, right? And in the movie, they introduce him as Gerard Butler's best friend. And I'm like, all right, this dude is clearly the fucking villain. Like you don't even need to do foreshadowing here, you know? Yes. And when you see this man's face, you'll be like, oh my God, this dude definitely looks like a villain. Like Danny Houston. He is a villain. Yeah. And I'm just like, you're, ru- you're ruining movies out here, you know? Actors are ruining movies just by being so villainous in every role. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, I don't, I don't know why it doesn't happen when you see like a superhero, like the hero of the movie. You already know who the hero of the movie is because he's on the fucking poster. But like, I hate movies where they try to reveal who the villain is. Like later at the end of the movie, where it's like a twist, where I'm like, yeah, I clearly knew that that dude has like squinty eyes. It was and, oh, this guy with the scar on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're like, but they're like, no, it'll surprise the audience because he's Gerard Butler's friend in the beginning. And I'm like, oh, really? No way. Let me look up this guy's filmography real quick. Villain in every single <laughs> fucking role. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Shit's, shit's fucking ridiculous. No, no, that's actually... Really, I, I, I like that trope. Um, are, is this for like a, like a sketch or are you talking about this for like a stand-up joke? Stand-up bit. Because it really has... I was like, we're in this quarantine right now, right? We're in this quarantine and I'm looking for things to watch. So yeah. I don't know if you've seen the Fallen series, but it's like... Uh, London has fallen, Olympus has fallen, and then Angel has fallen. Right? I am, I am still not, trying to watch it, to be honest. Yeah, so they're not that good movies, but the action is pretty good. So since I, I had already seen the first two, I'm like, all right, I'll watch the last installment, which is Angel has fallen. And uh, I mean, there's nothing to do in this quarantine, so I'm like, I'm gonna watch this movie. And in the first two movies, you know who the villain is outright. In the first movie, it's South uh, North Koreans, and in the other, or North Korean or Chinese, and in the other one, it's like islamic terrorist whatever and then uh in this movie it's supposed to be like the implication to the trailer is like he's been betrayed by somebody close to him and then they show this motherfucker in the first five minutes i'm like <laughs> you just ruined like there's no mystery anymore it's danny houston yeah that's so funny you know what i okay so i do think that you can definitely um make a stand a bit about this because i it is it is a trope what i would like to see is a a, a new angle to it where like uh you know like just showing the audience like how ridiculous this is i'm like can you imagine if if i had a scar on my face and i had you know gunshot wounds all over my back and chest right and then i'm just mm-hmm. gonna be like i'm here to help you would you trust me no (laughs) like nobody like i don't understand how the protagonist in any of these films can just immediately not profile right Right. like you know know how some people racially profile or you know whatever 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 kind of like because there's like a thousand ways to profile right it's like can Mm -hmm. you just say that like or can you ask a question hey man like did you get into a fight with somebody that was a good guy and then you murdered him that's how you got all those wounds <laughs> like what's going on with those tattoos like right like i love it when yeah, how, it's like it's like you're on a first date with somebody and you're like how do you feel about betrayal <laughs> <laughs> it's like i'm on the fence about it you're a fucking villain i knew it. those <laughs> eyebrows gave it away bitch i like it i like it i like it you know what also right. okay and this is this is another way you could take it to uh which is like you could talk about like interrogating someone who looks like a villain but is really not you know what i'm saying so like in real life you could just yeah yeah you could you could just be like hey listen like yeah yeah, i'm gonna gonna try to write this as a sketch too you're right this could be a sketch that is really i think i just think that the idea in itself is hilarious um because it's just it's so ridiculous it's just like hey listen um like listen i'm not trying to make any judgment calls on you right now just based on how you're dressed and how dirty you look and like you know where you came from and how you have a military background but uh a dishonorable discharge so <laughs> <laughs> right like i don't know dude it was it, it, it 
I still watched the movie, but at the end of it, I'm like, these motherfuckers, this is, I hope they were not trying to add any sense of mystery in this movie at any point, because, like, that shit was blown out of the water. Because look at the other cast. The other cast are all actors who've played only positive roles, like Morgan Freeman, Gerard Butler, Nick Nolte, and I'm like, gee, I wonder who the villain is. You know, you could do this also, it's just like, oh, I wonder who's gonna die in the middle of this movie. I wonder... (laughs) Right, it's just like oh, the nice guy with like the only boat on the in the town. It's like oh, he's gonna die. Obviously, <laughs> not only is he gonna die, but they're gonna steal his boat. Like that's pretty much how right. it works, you know. Yeah. Or if there's like a wife, it's just like I guess we know who's gonna get kidnapped. Like right. yeah, big, yes. yes. You know. Oh, he has a kid. Oh my god. Oh, I guess we're not gonna see his kid being used against him. Right. right, like this dude has dodged bullets in the last few movies, and like his most obvious weakness is the kid that he has, and it's like, gee, I wonder what they're gonna target. Gee, <laughs> just this one, man has dodged bullets. Just one time, just one time, Parth. I just want like the protagonist to be like, I didn't even want kids, and just shoot his own baby. Yeah, <laughs> too, yeah. Just it's, like, like, it's, it's not even mine. <laughs> I'm waiting for the results to come back. I think my wife cheated. Yeah, it's just. Because you know, like we're never gonna see that because like the trope right. needs to stay the same throughout. But like I could use like a twist here and there, you know? Where it's just right. like it's just like he knows who the villain is, but he makes us believe that he doesn't know who the villain is. But yeah, he's the like, real on, villain. Man. And then he takes his real, you know, son or daughter <laughs> at fifteen years old. And it's just like, Jesus, this turned out to be completely different from what I planned. <laughs> you know? So I I don't know I think that there is a lot to play around with there, you could make it into a yeah, bit for sure. Yeah, cause it just I don't know it just hit me I'm just like yo, somebody has to point this out to people like this is ridiculous. Yeah, you know, somebody has to speak yeah. up. Uh, yeah. All right, and then my I, I have another bit. Uh, so my Superman bit, uh, I've been working on it. So the Superman bit is basically how Superman would be racist if. Uh, if he was a real person, because he's from Kansas, probably supports Trump, uh, Blue Lives Matter, all that shit. Uh, and then I was thinking the other day <laughs> yeah. about the word retarded and how we're not allowed to say that, right? Like PC culture is escalating every day where you can't say retarded, pre-corona? you can't say the word gypsy. Are you saying pre-corona or post-corona? What are we talking about right here? PC My culture. Bad. Uh, <laughs> politically correct culture. Uh, and then I realized something. I'm like, if we're going already to that such a level if you think about it isn't superman sightist he discriminates he 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 culturally appropriates people who need glasses because this motherfucker does not need glasses yet he wears glasses to pretend to be myopic isn't that making fun of a disability can i pretend to be a superhero like can i pretend to be in a wheelchair and then turn into superhero and fly away i will get murdered if somebody found out like Lois Lane would not date Superman if he was pretending to be in a wheelchair when she when she found out his actual identity. She'd be like, wait, 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 you're Superman, but you were pretending to be in a wheelchair. You fucking messed up motherfucker. You know, um, I think that there is something here and I, I think about it from the perspective of just like somebody with glasses talking to Superman about glasses. And he's just like, oh, I, I don't know. Right. Like th- like that kind of BS just like, yeah, you know, like I have. Like I have 70, 20 vision and she's like, oh, that sounds, it sounds really good. It sounds like you don't even need glasses. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> like, wait, wait, sorry. I meant, I meant 120. It's just like, that's even better 
that's even better vision. Like, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, there's something in there. But I want to heighten it, though. I want to heighten it that if Superman, w- Superman's using like the idea behind him wearing glasses is that he's nerdy, and there's no way that he could be Superman, right? A guy with glasses. Superman flies around, right? And I'm yeah. just like, what if Clark Kent went with a wheelchair? What if what if he went with having one arm? You know, what if he yeah. went with something fucked up? Like, wh- would we be okay with it? The people, the glasses wearing community needs to speak up now. Actually, to be honest, and like the glasses thing never really made sense to me. If we put him in a wheelchair, I would one hundred percent be on board with this. Because, exactly. Like one hundred percent. Like he's the, like he needs to have asthma, be in a wheelchair, wear glasses. And just be like, like, oh, I can't do that because I have arthritis, right? right. Uh, and then at that point, it's just like when he has to tell people that he is Superman, like nobody believes him. But if you just you put see, glasses he, on him, he's, everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, yes, of course, we always knew that. No, but it's. I feel like the way you went with it right now, somebody who's in a wheelchair has asthma and arthritis and wears glasses. I'll just be like, this motherfucker's Superman. Too many things right <laughs> here. Too, too, wait a minute. That is take hilarious. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be at a point where I'm like, take off your glasses. I'd be like, you have a square jaw, motherfucker. You are Superman. That is so funny. Because I guess that's true, though. It's just like, it's not like his face changed. <laughs> like, he literally changed. You know what? Like, if he did something like um, Miss Doubtfire, Right where he like put like a prosthetic face on, like then yeah for sure nobody's gonna know. But like no, this dude is just ha- like no matter what you do to your body, it you're gonna have the same face. I don't know. No, and then you also have to remember like when he turns into Superman, he just puts his glasses in his like jacket pocket and changes his clothes. If he was in the wheelchair, everybody'd be like, "Where's Clark?" And there's like an empty wheelchair, and then yes. Superman's flying at the top. Yeah. They're like, "Wait, that's clearly fucking yes. Clark is Superman." Because <laughs> yes. every every time Superman appears, Clark's wheelchair is empty. What the fuck? <laughs> that is great. That is great. I like that a lot. But but yeah, I feel like there's some there's definitely something there, and uh, yeah, I wanna th- that's gonna be. Something that I'm probably going to steer into my Superman. Well, let me ask you this. As yeah. two separate bits, which one do you like more? Superman being racist if he was real or this one? You know what? I'll say this. I think that um, mapping it for Superman to be racist, I think that that would be... Uh, uh, I, I would prefer that one for me because I would ask you to make the case for it. Right. And if I can agree with your points, then I would I would laugh just because I'm like, oh, that's that is true. Like he would be pro. He would be pro like Blue Lives Matter. Like he would because like that's that's kind of like his 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 deal. Like he works with police and he puts himself in danger all the time. And he's just like, I'm not the hero. You're the real heroes. You know, like that kind of BS. So I would totally, Uh, totally be on board with that one. I think that the other idea may work a little bit better as a sketch though for sure i don't know like okay. i don't know i i maybe okay, yeah, I think because right. like yeah, there's there's and... more to explore with like the the wheelchair there's more explaining i guess but, but you're a sketch whore so you know for you everything is a sketch dude i just literally told you that one would work better as a, <laughs> a stand-up <laughs> but yeah no i am a sketch whore like oh take me now take me now that was uh, that was me being me horny and sexy at the same time. I was take me now. Uh, and then 
I think the other one I had was uh the other one I had was OJ Simpson and LeBron James. We discussed this last time too, where I'm just trying to think is it too messed up to use because in my mind I have the idea completely clear where so I want the bit to be basically about how the youngins these days don't understand who OJ Simpson is. He's not just some crazy old dude on TikTok and Twitter saying some crazy shit. This guy got away with murder, okay? Right. He right. got away with murder. And uh, the only way people realize who he is is something similar happens again. That is why LeBron James needs to murder somebody immediately. No. Right? And then, okay, so... So I don't... Yeah, okay, so here... I don't want to use... I don't want to use LeBron James just because like that dude's like an upstanding dude. He's one of my favorite athletes. But I'm just like, it it makes sense though because that's what OJ was. OJ was the juice. He had fucking more yards than anyone else. You that's know? right. Yeah. He had he was a Heisman winner. LeBron James went three one against the team and won the championship. So it's like it's like a perfect parallel. Yeah. And I also have a line in there where I'm like, the reason I'm using uh, LeBron James is because he's the only one who people would not think would do something like this. And then he would do it and people would suddenly like turn on a dime against him and be like, we always knew he would do something like that. He was so aggressive on the court, yeah. just like they did to OJ. Yeah. 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 All right. So here's what I'll say about that joke. Okay. And you're, and you're trying to do this as a stand-up joke or you're trying to do this as a sketch, which one? Stand up, stand okay. Up. All right, cool. You know what, David Corral? Uh, David Corral was talking to me literally last night about this, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. and he wants to use that idea as a sketch, um, for one of the classes that he's taking right now. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm forgetting, did you come up with the idea or did he come up with the idea? Who came up with the idea? It definitely was not me. No, I came up with the idea, it's my idea. Dang, he's stealing. I, 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 I get He's stealing, bro. No, I mean he he can use something similar as a as a sketch. It's okay. not a big deal. Uh, but the stand up bit, uh, yeah, because so, I discussed it on the last episode. Yes, 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 yes. But I I forgot who brought it up. But okay, so this is what I was telling him. It's just like I think that this is a, like a fantastic idea because it it draws the parallels between like like it it gives a fresh look to the to people who are younger than us, like what it's like to have someone who got away with murder and like people were excited about it. And I feel like a part of the challenge of this piece is just making sure that you explain that like the city is behind you, right. On getting away with the murder. Right. So if you're LeBron James right. and, and you're playing for the Lakers, right. The city of Los Angeles wants you to get off, you know, they're just like, like, I was, and this is what I was pitching to him, which was like, it would be funny if you did like a, like a docu-series type of deal or like a trailer where, you know, like the coach is talking about, it's just like, like, yeah, he, he got away with murder, but we need him to get like that extra championship, you know, under our belt. The city needs it. Our teammates need it. The people need it. Right. And then people are just like, kind of just like being like, yo, but like, that look seems, at how good I don't know why. I don't know why that seems hacky. I don't want to do that. No, it just feels like doing this idea as a sketch is like has been done before. I'm not saying it's to do it as not... a sketch for you. I'm just saying like these are the ideas that I was. I'm like you have to encompass oh, okay. this idea that the city 
and everybody else is rooting for a murder because that's literally what happened with OJ. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. I thought you were saying that they want him to get off. Yes. Yes. But like people did want OJ to get off. They just didn't believe that OJ... Like, first off, they were just like, OJ... Well, more people than well, now, which is like, well, okay, there, so like, the next level, the next way I was going to heighten this was, and you're probably wondering why I picked a black athlete <laughs> to show the situation. And, and the reason is because the main reason people lost their mind about OJ getting off was because for once a black person was able to take advantage of the justice system. Otherwise, you usually see a white person get off scot-free. Right. Yep. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this question, at least. With the idea of taking someone at the same caliber as LeBron, right? I mean, li- mm-hmm. literally, you could have just said anybody, but like, just say someone at the same caliber as LeBron James uh, getting away with murder, right? And having that be the same as seeing OJ get away with murder. What other ideas were you trying to express in the standup? Uh,. That's a good question. Just that people aren't aware who O.J. Simpson is Mm -hmm. and also to show the fact that uh, the entire debacle of the O.J. Simpson trial changed pop culture in so many ways, like affected pop culture in so many ways that the effect has has still it's still there. But like, I feel like the like my brother doesn't know who O.J. Simpson like doesn't know what the big deal is. Right. He doesn't know the details of the trial. The trial, I think, ended before maybe a year before I was born or something. But like, I still know a lot about it just because I just do. Right. Like the media I've consumed growing up has right. referenced it a lot. Yes. And course. so I feel like the idea is LeBron James must do the murder just to just as a homage to oj simpson to show how much of an important character he was <laughs> to our culture like that's the idea it's basically well, yeah. like people are taking shit for granted here and somebody needs to remind them what's what no i totally feel that and and okay so so i do understand where you're coming from but i'm also going to come back at you and be like okay if you want if you want to get that um that message across like you have to make it so that it is like the only reason, like, and we'll be honest here. The only reason why OJ Simpson got off is, well, two reasons is because he had the money to pay for like a high profile lawyer, but also because he was, he was known to the public as a great athlete and like a great person. Right. right. Which exactly would be LeBron. But like, if, exactly. you, if you wanted to do something similar to like, like the glove doesn't fit, then they could be like the shoes doesn't fit, LeBron, right? And it's just like, and that's what got him off. And like, there's there's like so many different pieces that moved together for that OJ case that made it seem like, like the city of LA was against OJ. OJ was innocent, and it's all racial, right? I don't think that the racial that's, piece will work. That's the part so I want to hit. I don't why why I don't because that... I because I just feel like the the culture importance I'm talking about OJ was that you know when and I think Dave Chappelle has said this many times the main reason this shit was a big deal was because black people were like ah shit there you go the justice system working in our favor for, for once and the white people were like god damn he got away what is happening you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, and I just feel like that 
is the culture cultural relevance that OJ Simpson people forget about what he did. You know, he beat the system. And he beat it because he had the money and he was liked, you know? But so, this would be the same as saying Kobe winning his rape case, right? Like, and like Dave Chappelle talks about that too, where it's just like, you would think that Kobe was trying to beat that court case on the court. Yeah, in that right? stand-up, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's it's literally, so I think that it's less, uh, it still has a lot to do with like, you know, like racial profiling and all that other stuff. But I think it's it's more of like who you are and what does the city feel like you are, right? And that's kind mm-hmm. of where I'm coming from, where it's just like the city of LA, all Lakers fans, they wanted Kobe to beat it, right? And right. like they like every kid that grew up watching, you know, Kobe uh play B ball and like do his like, you know, sponsorships, they were all behind him. And he's just like, no, no, he's gotta he gotta get back on that court. He's more valuable right. in court than he is in jail. So, like, that's kind of where I was talking about. So, in a way, we already had somebody, not really, but, like, we already had almost somebody who may have, may not have committed a crime and still get back on the court and just be a better person. And OJ just didn't, wasn't that person. He got away with murder, and then he became, like, a worse person after that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Right? Yeah. But, like, uh, if LeBron James murder somebody like i would i would 100 percent believe that there would be a whole lot of his fans that are just like even if he did do it get him back on that court i want to see right. him perform right like like if you're going to send him to prison can we at least get him some uh rec time on that court you know right and then you can send him to jail right after but we need him to win these championships he's our idol because like People worship these people for like no reason. And people worship OJ. So that's kind of what I where I'm coming from. I don't think that we're seeing 100 percent eye to eye on this on on this piece, but that's just where I see it. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm I am on a fence about this piece just because again, Dave Chappelle has done the bit many times. The Kobe bit as well. I'm familiar with it. Uh it's I'm at a point where I'm trying to figure out, is there anything new I can get out of it if I say LeBron James should commit murder just to let everyone know the importance of OJ Simpson? That's basically the idea behind the bit. And I'm beginning yeah. to think, actually, I think you've persuaded me and I'm on a fence now where I don't think he can. I don't think there's there's uh, anything that comes out of it because you're still going to be talking about OJ Simpson more than LeBron in this bit. And that and OJ Simpson has been done too many times already. That right. that's I think that's the issue yeah. I'm running into now. And I'm realizing it now. To make the case of, hey guys, LeBron James should commit murder. Why? Because of OJ Simpson. Now you have to explain everything OJ Simpson did. Yes, and exactly. So, and, then, uh, and then pull and, the parallels between the two stories. Right. And so it becomes again a comedian doing comedy about OJ Simpson, which is to me, is like it's a good topic, but it's been done so much. I just prefer to avoid topics that have already been done, especially by better comedians. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. So, yeah, actually, I, I got to think about this bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I have I have like uh, two ideas to run by you just to see if they're too they're, they're too much, like they're too risky to even talk about or not. Go for it. Go for it, and then we'll wind up. That's right. Let's do it. Okay, so I have one where. Um, 
I don't know if this is a stand-up bit or a sketch comedy bit, but I'm thinking that like if I had a message for my younger self, um, I would tell him to lose some weight, fatty. <laughs> like just I would just bully myself and just see what that would look like. And then my, I like that. Then my other idea is Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. I just are you are you thinking about doing this as a sketch or stand up? I don't know. I it's just something it okay. was just a funny thought that I had and I'm just like, so, can I put this anywhere? I I like this because I just thought of this immediately. Okay. Uh you know how you like you've told me many times one of your favorite shows is Six Hundred Pound Life. Oh my right? god. So favorite. you know how in Six Hundred Pound Life they're always like the doctors are like, here's a new method to try, eat more vegetables, do this, whatever to lose weight. <laughs> what if you did a sketch where you're currently fat in the present and the doctor's like, okay, we have a new risky procedure and it's going to help you lose weight. You go in this time machine and you find yourself getting fat and you bully yourself. And when you come back, you'll be slim. Oh, that is actually, you know what? It, you know what it reminds me of is like a cartoon. Like I, I think that that would work better as a cartoon because, i don't know why yeah i don't know yeah. it's just it just seems so funny to me because like if you could bully your younger self from getting fat you would do it if you're on 600 pound life because when you're on 600 pound life all those people are like oh my god doctor what can i do i'll do anything except not eat but the doctor's like well bullying is an option <laughs> you know bully yourself when you were eating yeah like i feel like there was i don't know there's something in there where i, I feel like like, even if I did do, like, the idea that you're talking about, which is, like, a time machine, like, I would like to see, like, the drastic end result of it every single time, which is just, like, it, like it's not working the way I wanted to, right? Well, no, you come back anorexic. <laughs> yeah, you come back, I come back anorexic. The... I come back like even bigger, you know? It's just, like... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, actually, yeah, that would be hilarious. It's, like, yeah, so some dude kept on bullying me, and it made me stress eat even more, so now it's 800-pound life. <laughs> So okay, so I have I have a, a couple of things to work on there. I just I don't know. I, I but I feel like whatever it is, it's got to be like a really quick, like maybe two page sketch or something, right? Um, unless it's a cartoon where you could drag it out like Family Guy or something. But like just to go back in time to bully yourself would be fantastic. Imagine just like like there's so many things I don't like about myself, and then I go back and bully myself about those exact same things, and I come back worse on the other end. Um, I feel like you could do that as a two-page sketch where the first sketch is literally the setup or like, mm -hmm. yeah, so I'm going to be going in this time machine to lose weight. Uh, the plan is that I go in and bully myself at certain points in my life where I ended up eating a lot. And hopefully when I come back, I'm skinny. That's page one. Page two is literally uh, two days later. Yeah, I came back from the time machine and I put on a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. I'm actually 800 pounds now. <laughs> like, that's it. That's a two-page sketch. Like you, don't, you don't have to show the time machine portion uh it's like doing an interview before and after using the time machine word okay i like that all right cool 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 you know what's what's great about like recording like this podcast with you man like every time i don't even have to take notes i just listen to the podcast over again and then i get all my notes um yep. okay and i got this is my last one and then we'll wrap up um you, you've seen those like game shows on you know whatever like facebook when you're scrolling down or some shit like that where it's like someone is always talking to like their ex and they're asking awkward questions like you know why did you cheat on me you've seen this before or no mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay cool so um i want to do one where like it's even more awkward where like 
like you see your drunk uncle and then you have to ask a question and it's just like like why did you kidnap me (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i just think that that would be funny but i don't know if it would be funnier as like a blackout sketch or like a full-on sketch you feel me because, like, the joke is there. Right. Like, that's, when, that's you, the joke. when you said uncle, though, when you said uncle, though, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I thought you were going, Yo. like, why did you come in my room late at night? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, that's always my go-to, but I'm trying to take it in another direction. You know what I'm saying? Um. So, yeah, so, like, ask awkward questions, like, why did you kidnap me? Like, why did you do this? But, yeah, like, like I think that... I think that for me, as of right now, like it works better as a blackout sketch. But my question to you is, can you see this being like a three-page sketch, or do you actually think that it would it would do well for like a stand-up because it could be a blackout sketch? See, the thing about a blackout sketch is there's a pun- punchline at the end. So, what's the punchline after the character says, "Why did you kidnap me?" Is that the joke itself? That was yeah. That's the joke itself. Because, like, right. I, I would preface it before with, like, you know, like, why did you cheat on me, right? Or, like, that's, like, you know, how other things, um, other, like, shows kind of, like, talk See, about. See, the thing is, to, to when it comes to a joke that you actually have to kind of explain and put a picture in the audience's mind that you can't really do through sketch, I say stand-up. Okay. Yep. And I think that's that's the main thing for this joke, where, like, yeah, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people talk to their ex on Facebook and in public and ask him these questions. So I decided to reach out to my uncle about why he kidnapped me. Right. That's the fucking stand. That's how you could do it as a stand up joke. Uh, as a sketch, I think it wouldn't work as a blackout because I feel like some people would lose it. It would be too, uh, it wouldn't be obvious enough. That's one of the things about a blackout sketch. I feel has to be obvious. The punchline has to be very, very obvious. Right. Cause it's real quick. Uh, okay. So you didn't feel like you it was, don't, you, yeah. No, not blackout. I could see it as a sketch, but you would have to heighten it. Like, it wouldn't have to be uncle. It would be uncle, then grandmother, and then like something <laughs> else, like something, like grandma. Why did you keep feeding me? Now I'm on six hundred pound life. You know, something like that. I don't know. Uh, so no, I feel I like stand up seems to be the place to go, just because you need to explain it and paint the picture, and you have to reference something. I think that's another thing too. If you have to reference something else, then you know it's stand up. It's not. If somebody sees it in sketch, they're not obviously going to know what you're referencing. So if you need to do a disclaimer beforehand, go with stand-up because you can obviously do a disclaimer real quick. You know how on Facebook, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, I mean, okay. You might be right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, you know what? As, as for as for this guy, um, that's all I got for, for you right now. All right, cool. Uh, all right, cool. Guys, remember, yo, this is the end of the podcast. But, but everybody, remember, we do have a Twitter, barely joking. We also have an Instagram, barely joking. That's it. Follow us on there, guys. Follow us on, on, uh, on Twitter. Yo, why do you sound like that, man? It's just more energy, bro. I'm I'm trying to, I'm I'm trying to end this podcast on a creepy note. No, guys, yeah, (laughs) seriously, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and yeah, that's that's it for this episode, and it's gonna be out on Tuesday. So, listen. Actually, I don't know why I said that. That's not gonna be in the. It's like it's gonna be pointless because you're gonna listen to this on Tuesday. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's so retorted. Oh my god, that's so dumb. All right, we'll have to cut this part out. Peace. Peace.